What's up, guys? Welcome back to Director Showdown DSS Sace. Hell yeah. Kicking off season six with seven, baby. First movie. That's so fucking funny, dude. That's such a good It's like intro. you made that up right now. I made that up on the spot. On the spot. Tip top of my head, I came up with that. There is no script in front Didn't, of us. That's yep, a fact, though. That is true. No script in front of us. Zero script. Just just cold beers and kind cats. Kind cats. Uh, speaking for you, you mm-hmm. you have gotten a new furry friend since we uh, not not to be confused last. with the furries that yeah. There's not a there's yeah. not a furry uh, furry's head in Adam's lap right now. Well, that would be um, okay if I had like a beheaded like furry. Oh, okay. See, that would be a that's that'd be true. Right. Yeah. No blowies though, yeah. or anything like that. No blowies. Yeah. No, just no a little furry. cat. Just a little. My little. My. Her name's Fauna. She's very yeah. curious, like a cat. That that saying is true as fuck. Oh, absolutely, man. They just they they, they just, get into fucking everything. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. a, any nook and cranny that like you don't want them to figure out about. Like mm-hmm. they'll they'll find it and it'll be like their new favorite place, pretty much. You know what we need to do is post her picture on the oh, official yeah. Twitter, and everyone's be like. What you guys do movies? What? Yeah. That's a cute cat on here it's though. A cute cat. That's gonna that's gonna like launch yeah. our fucking podcast <laughs> into the stratosphere. Mm-hmm. We got a new fucking podcat, Fauna, mm-hmm. the official mascot. It only took us six seasons, but we mm. we finally have a mascot yep. for this podcast and it is Fauna. And uh quick note, this is a edit point. Take a picture of this because yeah. I have uh the cat in my oh, hand. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call, good call. Okay. Yeah, guys, mm. so we are back, kicking off season six. Yeah, speaking of beheaded furries, <laughs> we're doing yeah, I, we're I, doing I like seven. how you have kind of a, yeah, kind of an accidental uh, beheading joke. It's rather mm. fitting. Was, any, was anyone actually beheaded in seven? Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow actually was. Oh, the, the Gwyneth yeah. Paltrow that is actually in films post-seven is mm. actually... Um, a manufactured, uh, I think Miramax actually put her together and they've just kind of been like pushing her out. And mm. she actually was, um, she, she was in Shakespeare in love mm-hmm. and she was like, you know, praised for that performance. Yeah. But that was actually a really carefully constructed plot by the Weinsteins, um, to yeah. win the Oscar. And they beat out, mm-hmm. uh, as we all know, saving private Ryan for best picture, which you know, is pure. Insanity. You know what, what, what is, what is insane yeah. is that the Academy didn't nominate Michael Winslow for doing her voice. He, he actually is the one who, uh, does the yeah. voice acting for Gwyneth Paltrow. That's and true. it's really, 
it's really insane yeah. that they don't well, appreciate I mean, he, that kind of talent. Yeah, and he, you know? he, he's a guy who, who really gets in her, into her head, you know, and that's not no pun intended, but right. um, I mean, he just really can embody her um, her persona, mm-hmm. I think, in all the movies since then. And I think, I think uh, Harvey Weinstein is um, putting the Gwyneth Paltrow robot on sale because of his current... Legal troubles? Yeah. Well, I think he yeah. may have already sold her to Disney. Mm. I think Disney now oh. owns the uh, the the Gwyneth bot. And does it come with the accessory Apple? Uh, I don't know. I I think that might be. We might be in a Blade Runner situation with that baby now. A half Coldplay, <laughs> uh, half robot child. Um, yeah. I mean, Gwyneth, Gwyneth really was mm. the original uh, Paul McCartney, even though it af- happened after <laughs> that happened but <laughs> but she's you know she's like the the whole paul mccartney situation um you know well let's let's talk about let's talk about how how she was in seven then since we're already there you yeah. know like uh hell yeah yeah she was kind of she wasn't bad but she was just kind of like there as a sort of um plot device for Brad she is Pitt's kind of character. a plot device yeah, yeah she's kind of a a mirror for him to kind of bounce his stuff mm-hmm. off of like she's we're 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 gonna dive into this a lot, but this yeah. movie um set up a lot of good thing. Okay, so this <laughs> movie set up a lot of things that movies would replicate for decades. Oh yeah, and sure. a lot of that is is like now we kind of grown at that stuff. But mm-hmm. this movie did it first, and this movie did it so well that it works for this movie. But what I was going to say is that it kind of has the, what is the term like fridging? It has like fridging the female character for like to have her as a plot device. Like this movie right. kind of like does that and is one of the first, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it, no, it's not. I mean, movies have been doing it for decades, but it's like, it definitely, um, kept that trend going for sure with her. Well, her whole arc is, um, I move, she moved with Brad Pitt, a, uh, a, a a young um, law law enforcement officer mm-hmm. who wants to who just made it big as a detective. Yeah, was it in New York? What's it? What's the uh, city? They're in New York. Yeah, New York for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, I don't think they ever really say, but they they inferred like, that they were like in the middle of nowhere, like that yeah. they worked like in like Nebraska. Oh, they were in New York. No, yeah, because they were from oh, upstate New York. Upstate. That's okay, right. so it's yeah, pretty much. So it probably like. like fucking like buffalo and blue collar country you know what yeah, i mean yeah that makes sense so they weren't used to like the big city yeah and uh, brad pitt like is kind of like this type of um vindictive justice seeker you know like he he's always like looking to take down any yeah. sort of like wrongdoer you know for sure based on his emotions not even in yeah, he's logic very, yeah. yeah very emotional mm-hmm. um before I uh, put a pin in this, because okay. this is stuff I want to talk about, but I mean, this is the first episode of the season. Right. I want to like have a moment and say like th- this, I think it's going to be a really cool season. It's going to be one that I, hopefully a lot of people, you know, come on board with and listen to. Um, oh, yeah. We should explain what the fucking yeah, podcast is. Yeah, exactly. Shit. What Sorry, is this we show? Just going. <laughs> like, fuck, dive right in. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, but OK, so director showdown every season. Pick two directors. Um, that may be similar, may not be similar at all. Uh, we pit them up against each other mm-hmm. and, uh, we kind of, yeah, we watch a uh, filmography that we select, not generally, not all of their movies sometimes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, just, we select some and we go back and forth each week. And then in the end we, you know, 
do our best to see if we have a favorite, if we think one is objectively better. It's the director showdown. You yeah, know? It's, you, you, it's imagining a, a boxing match okay. with, with, with boxing two, match, two directors, mm-hmm. and they, they start beating each other up, and yeah. then you see who wins. Yeah, so you got Woody Allen in one corner. Oh, you man. got Michael Bay in the other corner. You know, you, I just I want to be the visually the most uh, fascinating like boxing. We, we can match. all agree that Michael Bay is probably going to win that. Uh, well, Michael yeah. Bay is probably going to win most boxing matches with the mm-hmm. most directors. I would say, yeah. Um, but yeah, we haven't even said what it is. Fincher, Nolan, baby, we're doing David two Fincher. hot shot directors who have some some big hits. Uh, great, and they're definitely great in the the moves. mainstream zeitgeist of yeah. Uh, Cinema, yeah, for sure. I, th- I think I was actually thinking about how this is kind of more of a return to our PTA Tarantino season. Mm-hmm. Um, even though those guys are more unique, um, they're more auteurs, I think. And I think Nolan, I guess it can be argued, is um, no, uh, Nolan is definitely auteur, while Fincher even self identifies as not on tour because he doesn't agree yeah. with that. Um, he doesn't agree with that that theory, a yeah. tour. But I don't know. I don't, he, his thing is that he says that since there's so many different people working on the movie. I mean. That's right. Yeah, that is one of his big things. That there's no way that, like, it's all on, like, an tour can exist. Director. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean. Obviously, Fincher knows way more about cinema and movie making than yeah. me. Well, but, let's let's keep yeah. that like philosophy in mind as we like mm-hmm. talk about the movies this season and stuff. And and uh, was I going to say? Yeah. So the the way that I'm kind of thinking about this season is it's kind of like the zeitgeist season. Like these are two of the biggest directors, like like that have had maybe some of the biggest impacts on pop culture. Mm -hmm. Like if we think about seven's impact, we're going to talk about that. If we talk about fight club for Christ's sake, like the impact that that had on like culture, um, social network in a lot of ways. Oh Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Antonio, I mean, Christopher Nolan is, I mean, this is, this is a guy that we've talked about. Yeah. This is a guy, Nolan, well, Nolan and Fincher, we've talked about doing seasons on since like, doing season one like we've yeah. been like we're gonna do these guys mm-hmm. but like i'm kind of glad that we've waited this long so that mm-hmm. we have you know now we have a, a better good feeling yeah, yeah for sure yeah. because um, like these are these two are like the ones that at least for I, i'm speaking for millennials yeah in the sense that they these two directors were very impactful for i know you yeah. and i oh, to really sure. get into films because that is for sure yeah, yeah. Because I know that when I started getting into movies, people were like, you got to check out Fight Club. You got to check out Memento. Yeah. Like these very like Absolutely, kind of. Absolutely, man. Like in terms of um, of how, um, I'm sorry, I'm distracted by my little kitty who <laughs> wants to good. be on the podcast. Say hi. Say hi. Say hi. Say hi. You're that jingle. Okay. She doesn't want to say That's hi. That's a podcat. Podcat. <laughs> But no, yeah, I know what you're mm. talking about, man. Like these are two like huge, like hugely influential, like uh, mm. on on the millennial generation directors. You know, like mm-hmm. um, yeah, like really, it really is like the second that you're like, oh, I love movies. Let's find out what the best movies now are. It's like people say, like yeah, like Seven, Fight Club. Those were like the earliest mm-hmm. movies I watched, and then like yeah, Memento. And Inception, Nolan's interesting because Knight, he's yeah. he's almost 
almost a decade later, but he's still within the same kind of generation. Right. Like, because the second he did uh, Batman Begins, that's when, like, Nolan really hit that fucking, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, like, cruising altitude and was, like, really right. killing really, it. Really escalated him to the, yeah. the big leagues. The big leagues, yeah. Um, the big leagues. we're going to get there. You're going to hear mm-hmm. us talk about all that shit. It's going to be great, but... Uh, you know, kicking things off here with seven. And I just wanted to say like a couple things about Fincher. So, um, Fincher started actually as a music video director for sure. And, uh, throughout the, I believe, yeah, the eighties, he was directing, um, a lot of music videos. That's how he kind of made a name for himself. I'm, I'm blanking on all of the big ones, but he directed like some nine inch nails, right? Yeah. He he, had him and, well, that's, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> I think he did. Um, and then there were some other, like, pop acts that, like, he really made a name for himself with because, like, he had a distinctive style. And um, and then his first movie, mm-hmm. uh, infamously enough, is Alien 3. And so funny. that movie, uh, you can read about online about well, how... Well, have you seen it? I, I haven't, actually. You haven't? See, no. I haven't seen it either. Because so, I'm scared uh, to, like... yeah. I don't know. That'd be, that'd be, that might be an interesting, I'm going to put a pin in this now. Maybe Mm. an interesting bonus episode. How many pins do you have now? Uh, I only have five. So two of them are in play and we'll see if, if, if I run out. Um, Still five is an impressive amount of pins. It's an impressive amount of pins. That's like a good memory. I might be overshooting uh, my fucking garbage memory. So what what kind of I already forgot what the first pin was in. So (laughs) no, I didn't. But, um, yeah, so he was a big music video guy. He got a shot on Alien 3. Um, basically, long story short, the production on that was a f- disaster. He basically had no control. Um, the script, I think, was like a mess. Uh, and they, they were just constantly making changes. It, liter- it, it left such a bad taste in his mouth for making movies that he basically swore them off. He was like, fuck movies. I'm going back to making music videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he did for like four years. Like, like that was like 91, I believe. And, uh, the script for seven came along and he was like, fuck, this is so good. Mm-hmm. Like, this is so good that I might have to get yeah. back into this. And so this is the movie that like brought him out of a mm-hmm. kind of out of that slump. You know, what's funny is that like, mm-hmm. I remember you showed me the, um, Patrick H. Willems, um, video on Michael Bay and, Remember how he talked yeah. about um, Fincher in there and how, like, Michael Bay was, like, a super... Um, yeah. He was he was really... Uh, like, Fincher was his hero sort of thing. Yeah, that's right. And he was, right. like, always followed... That. They worked together. Uh-huh. Like, he followed him around and stuff. That's right. Yeah. That's so interesting. Because Bay... Mm. Bay... When did The Rock come out? Was that his first movie? 94? I don't know. I thought they were I working thought was, like, around the same time. Well, like, I, I remember... I think it was something I could be completely wrong, but it was like in the eighties or something. And they were making, they were working for the same, um, music video production company or something. That makes sense. Michael Bay. Yeah. He made commercials and music videos. Right. Yeah. yeah. So like Fincher was like the guy who was a, who was like the lead guy or something. I don't know. Well, and he's a guy that like, from, from what I've read, everybody around him is, well, that, that's a whole nother thing we'll talk about. But like, people looked up to his like craft, like his, his determination to he, he in a lot of ways is, is like Kubrickian in the way that he directs. Like he's, he, like you can hear a lot of different horror stories by, um, like I, I listened to, uh, I mean, he got me too now. So the podcast is dead, but the Nerdist podcast back (laughs) in the day. Uh, and he had, I want to say, Oh fuck. Some actor who was in a Fincher movie and he was describing, It might have been actually, yeah. Yeah. He was describing how there were at least 
25 to 30 takes of every single shot. I thought you told it was 65. Well, there was, yeah, well, there were some that went upwards of 60, Mm -hmm. 70, 80 takes. And it's like, he is a fucking perfectionist. And like, it's, it's on display in his movies. Like Mm -hmm. his, his movies are so carefully crafted. Um, and he, yeah, I mean, he has very few kind of like, uh, stale or like misfired moments in, in a given scene in a lot of his movies. So, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that pretty much leads us to what we're talking about today, which is seven. And you were, uh, to take the pin out of the first moment that you brought up earlier. You're talking about the characters, right? Mm. You're talking about Mills and Somerset, Mm. right? Um, and so on my notebook that I left at home, unfortunately, I like did a chart of like their characteristics and mm. like, like the type of people that they yeah, were. You had a whole manifesto, a, a whole, a whole goddamn man. I had so many notebooks mm-hmm. that uh, don't have any dates. Don't yep, have you had on hundreds them. of notebooks. Yeah. Yep. It just, just philosophical, just meanderings mm. and ponderings about and, the movie. Seven. Yeah. About, uh, just about the movie seven yeah, actually. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah. And and I love, the character work in this movie because they're such well-defined characters and like Somerset and it's, it's a trope now. It's like something that generally you don't want to do because it's been like parodied, but mm-hmm. like Somerset being the, like I only got one week left on the force and like, I love that. I love so that good. trope though. It's yeah. such a, it's such a great trope because it really is, it adds yeah. so much to like, to his motivations and For like sure. his ur- sense of urgency yeah. sort of thing. I don't well, know. His, it's his, uh, yeah. yeah, his, um, what is it like call to action? If we're following the hero's journey or yeah. whatever, his, um, or I'm sorry, refusal of the call mm. is like, I don't want to get involved with this shit. Yeah. I only have like six more days at this yeah. point. Yeah. And I just don't want to fuck with this. Cause this is going to be like, he knows he's a, he's super fucking smart and he's like, and he this loves is the this beginning. shit. And yeah. He loves and, he, and he loves it. And he, he can't admit to himself that he loves it so much. Yeah. You know what uh, I mean? He wants to deny his nature. Yeah. See, uh, yeah, he wants to deny his nature. So what? What? Um, what was interesting that I want to bring up? Yeah, about since we're already there about like the characters and whatnot, like the blocking. So I would say kind of, I don't know if this is a signature move, but maybe something that uh, you can look into going forward for David Fincher. Mm-hmm. And signature move, if you haven't heard of our, our podcast before, it's just the yeah. moves that are signature to the f- director. Yeah. Just yeah. his Little common characteristics. Marks. Easy yeah, yeah. easy like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had, David Fincher has a really good sense of blocking. Mm-hmm. Like he knows how to position the characters in the scene. Yeah. Like you were saying about like how, um, you know, how meticulous he is. For sure. Yeah. And what I noticed, at least the, the, um, the, the patterns that I was noticing was that Usually, uh, Morgan Freeman, um, Somerset. Yeah, he's usually on the right of the frame, and Brad Pitt's cons- usually on the left of the frame. Oh, interesting. In the way that I, I have not no, um, I don't know if this is what was intended by Fincher or not, but this is how I interpreted it was that like um, Freeman is kind of like he's at the end because when you read you you read from left to right left right? To right yeah yeah and so Brad Pitt's at the beginning of his career for sure and um Freeman's at the end so he's at the you know the right side yeah. so there's that like um he's natural like working his way out of the frame right yeah for sure and it also seems like whenever um whenever Brad Pitt goes to the uh right of the frame it's usually when he's like 
he has some evidence that he's really enthusiastic about, and then Freeman's like receiving it yeah. from the uh, the left. Mm-hmm. So there's that there's that interesting like kind of because it, it's jarring whenever Brad Pitt like goes to the left of the frame whenever mm-hmm. I watch it. That's interesting, man. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't pick up on that. But I mean, that's I need to be more conscious of the left or right thing, because that's something that is so um, so kind of like it's part of visual language. Yeah, Yeah, it's like it's part of the visual language of telling a telling Mm. a story in a movie. But um, but uh, yeah, a lot of people incorporate Mm. it. And um, yeah, Fincher Fincher definitely does. I I, I think. um, Yeah, I mean, I, I love the the character setups that they're they're doing at the beginning with Mills being the like fresh faced like li- like listen you're trying to fucking get rid of me I want to do this mm-hmm. I've earned my place and like it's it's I I love just like how cynical and maybe that's not the best way to put it. maybe it's like he's a realist like Morgan Freeman like philosophically at this yeah. point mm-hmm. um and like he has around. so many great lines I've wrote down so many great lines because mm-hmm. this movie has great lines but uh, just about like his like I love the bar scene between him and Mills mm. when they're just talking about like ideologies yeah and like uh, the state of the world and, like what you believe uh, and Brad Pitt's like you just want me to tell you yeah to agree with you so you can just like be okay with your worldview and stuff you know? yeah, yeah exactly mm. um, but yeah I mean it sets up Brad Pitt as this like new detective who got transferred in from upstate. And Morgan Freeman's like, you, you wanted to get transferred here. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one thing that always strikes me early on in this movie, well, from the opening credits, is that this movie is, like, disgusting. This movie is fucking filthy. And it's, like, one of the, it's like one of the nastiest, one of the most, like, downbeat, depressing, like, dour movies I've ever seen to this day. It is like oppressively grim and dark. The thing is, you say that about a lot of movies. <laughs> Do I? Well, you well, said that movie... about like uh, the thing, and then like you know. Uh, well, the thing is, like, how do you compare the things <laughs> in in terms of like that? Definition? The thing is nowhere near this movie. Like, the thing is not aesthetically as grim and like dour and dark and just dreary like this movie this mm. movie you just feel like a layer of dirty. filth yeah, on the screen dirty. like yeah. it's constantly raining mm. uh nobody's like chipper really mm. like ever and throughout the whole movie um i mean the ending like cements like puts a fucking period at the end mm. of that sentence and it's like yeah you watch that fucking movie like mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's so intentional, like it's intentionally, and I, I, I was reading that the writer wrote about, wrote this movie based on his time in New York because he like hated it there. Yeah. And like, he was like terrified all the time. And like, it's like, it, there's so many like little subtle choices too. I don't know if subtle is the right word, but like, um, in the, in the design of like the audio and stuff where it's like constant, uh, alarms in the background, like emergency vehicles rushing somewhere because something terrible happened. Um, all the people are very cruel and kind mm-hmm. of like, it's, it's just like, it's, it's setting up that. Well, it shows that, that mm-hmm. moral like ambiguity of like justice and mm-hmm. because everybody involved in the movie had their own sense of like justice, mm-hmm. you know, like Kevin Spacey, Oh man, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if we want to get into Kevin Spacey right well, now, but um, yeah. Kevin Spacey, his his sense was like you know he had a very set rule of how people should act, mm-hmm. and everyone he did it to, he thought was 
totally deserving. Yeah, for and, sure. And, you know, some of them might have. Mm-hmm. Maybe not to the extreme that he gave the punishment, of course, but yeah. it's not like they were the most benevolent, like, victims. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, I mean? I mean, the third guy... Um, I mean, I guess if, if you want to... Like, interesting, yeah. Yeah, if you want to, like, we can go, go through, through the them, movie yeah. and uh, kind of get to each one. But, like, so it kicks off... I mean, the, this movie, luckily, has, like, a very... It's really nicely structured in that, like, it's not Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, something happens each day, but more or less, kind mm-hmm. of. Like, uh, Monday, they find the uh, the fat man as Arlie Ermy, R.I.P. Really? He died, yeah, dude. He died, like, somewhat recently. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant in the movie. I was like, whoa, what? No. Oh, uh, no, yeah, yeah Arlie yeah. Ermy from mm-hmm. uh, our bud from uh, Full Throwback, Metal Full Metal Jacket, mm-hmm. um, is the police detective. Fucking great. Great casting for that. He's so fucking good. Um, Like, he's like the ultimate character actor. Yeah. Like, he does one character, and boy, he does it so good. (laughs) But he acts his ass off for that character. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, yeah, it's fucking great. And you get people like Adam Sandler, who does a character, Mm he's a character actor, and it's just like, My name's Jill, and I'm a twin sister. I'm a girl. I'm a girl. <laughs> I'm just the boy, the girl version of the boy. <laughs> that was a little Bane-esque. Oh, yeah. Not, not the to, boy. Yeah. It's the boy. Speaking of Bane. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we're going to talk about No, we're not going to talk Bane, about Bane. But, um, but, yeah, so Fat Man, um, they go like, to the crime Because, like, when you said Fat Man, you said Arlie Ermey. Was that, how, is that how you pronounce it? How you, R, yeah, yep. R dot Lee, Lee, and then Ermy. Yeah, Ermy. It's, it's kind of weird yeah, it's to a say. Weird name. Um, I thought you were saying he was the fat man, so I was like, wait. Oh, no, oh, <laughs> my the, bad, yeah. yeah, bad transition. Um, but, uh, yeah, first crime scene, mm-hmm. they they go see the the huge guy, and it's like, it's. I mean, yeah, this is the, the darkest, this is grittiest, fucking nastiest movie I think I've ever seen to this day. Uh, I mean, the crime scene, it's fucking cockroaches everywhere, rotten food, dead fat guy with veins mm-hmm. all over like his body about to pop out. Uh, it's pretty sick. It's really fucking gross, man. Mm. Um, and they start like casing the crime scene. Uh, there's like really good character work in that they like literally just met uh, Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt and like... Uh, Morgan Freeman's kind of doing his thing, and Brad Pitt's like just trying to be like. Uh, well, we already get the sense of like how how Morgan Freeman is. Like, I love the little um, the little subtleties of his character. When I mean, he was the first character we see, right? And yeah. when he was prepping for his day, I just noticed how like when he was uh, on his suit that was on yeah. the bed, he does this little like. Like, like he sweeps some dust off his suit. Yeah. You can't see. There's no fucking dust on that suit. Yeah. But this motherfucker sees it, and yeah. he, like... Well, in his, like, yeah. nicely laid out, mm-hmm. like, Edgar Wright shot of, like, all of his, like, pocket contents, mm-hmm. like, got my wallet, my keys, mm-hmm. my phone, my... Uh, so you already mic. get a sense of, like, wh- yeah. what this Super guy is all Super structured, yeah. like, routine, like, lives detail by himself. Detail-oriented, yeah. Yeah, detail-oriented, for sure. And always trying to hit the target. Because he's always throwing his uh, ah, switchblade. Right. Well, he does, I don't think we see that until later, I mm. think. But, but yeah, you're right. Um, and uh, Brad Pitt's just this like chaotic young guy mm-hmm. entering the scene. Um, and it's like it's funny to talk about this stuff because like these are cliches now, yeah. like by and large. But um, 
one, they weren't really at the time. This is like... 95. Right? 95. This is like kickstarting... The, dude, Seven, honestly... It it's cool we're talking about Seven first because... thrillers, yeah. Yeah, that... De- definitely like the, the dark... Uh, what did you say? Psychosexual thrillers? Oh, psychological thrillers. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, Psycho- yeah. <laughs> it's kind of. That's kind of Psychological like a, thrillers. Yeah. Um, and then honestly, like the dark gritty thing, which mm-hmm. I'm sure we're going to talk about a lot because like that, um, like Christopher Nolan mm. takes up that mantle and packages it in such a way that it is like a marketing term now. It's mm. like. Yeah, we're going to do Robin Hood, but it's going to be like a dark and gritty thing now. It is so sad. It, no, it is, yeah. dude. And I think it's so it's so cool that we're like breaking down that thing that's happening now. And we're like mm. starting at the beginning and we're going to like work our way through and talk about um, the impacts of it. And it's cool we're starting with seven because like this is as dark and gritty as you get as far mm. as I'm concerned. Like I don't think you get grittier or darker than this movie. Mm. Um, and... Uh, like, yeah, the, the studio wanted him to go with, like, a lighter ending. Uh, no, what's crazy yeah. is that, uh, for a bit of a tangent here, they sent Fincher the script with this ending, like, the actual ending that we watched, everybody watched in Seven, and he was like, oh, this is so fucking good. And they basically were like, oh, man, we oh we sent you the wrong one. Here's <laughs> the correct one. And it ended with, like, a shootout. Like, uh, That's so a th- boring. Yeah, like, and yeah. he was like, he's like, no, 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 this is, no, I'm only going to do this movie if we have the fucking, if we get uh, Paltrow's head in a box. And Like, uh, that ending is, honestly... Like, that's what makes this movie from good to great. For sure, Like, yeah. everything prior to that is kind of vanilla in the sense of, you like... Think so? I, I mean, vanilla in the sense of, like, um, uh, just, just like, a thriller. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that one is kind of like, oh, shit. Like... Yeah. This is more than just, like... This, it yeah. escalates itself because mm. it, 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 it isn't because, just... Yeah. It, it's just, like, it's, it, it, it's above... The pack, you know what yeah. I mean, in terms of like film noirs and shit, like I don't like know. it. Going back to how we we phrased it as a psychological thriller, it's like why this movie is escalated and is talked about as like the father of like modern like psychological thrillers or like uh, cop dramas or mm-hmm. um, uh, is that the end, almost the third act, like introduced uh, with Spacey. Um, it, it becomes another thing. It like almost transcends what it was doing before. Yeah. Because and it's just becoming like a, uh, like a philosophical discussion at that point, it, pretty much. And I mean, to go further on what I mean by like mm-hmm. that, um, good to great, because like you would have the, the trope is like, Oh, it's a cat and mouse game. And mm-hmm. eventually we're going to find the killer. Right. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, this yeah. movie flips out on it on its head and had Kevin Spacey show up at the end. And he's like, I'm the one you're looking for. And like, he shows up to like that. Like the first time I watched this movie, I was like, Holy fuck, dude. He just shows the fuck up. Dude. The first time I watched this movie, it was, it was such a fucking wild ride because like, thankfully, uh, that ending hadn't been ruined for me. Mm -hmm. And like, I saw it young enough that internet culture wasn't yet a, Garbage can. Garbage can. And <laughs> memes were not, like, the only thing. What's in the bug? Yeah, the yeah bug? That, like, that wasn't meme mm. to hell and back. Um, and so, like, yeah, dude, you get to the end, 
and when like Spacey shows up with like blood on him and he's like detective yeah. and it's like detective. oh my god what the fuck is yeah. going to happen now and and it's so funny because like the movie does make you so comfortable mm. with like their yeah, they're like gonna everything's going to be fine because, because like prior yeah. to that they they were on his fucking tracks like they they were they yeah. almost got him they did catch him off mm-hmm. guard yeah mm-hmm. and um uh and and at the end it it totally throws you for a loop and like kind of you feel like oh nothing can really go wrong now i mean they they have uh they uh you know captured him he like i'm sure he doesn't have anybody like working for him or anything like that mm-hmm. they have helicopters they have SWAT teams they got dr yeah, they cox got- from fucking mm-hmm. uh uh, what's Scrubs. that show from Scrubs? Yeah, that's the tough SWAT yeah. guy. Uh, oh, and he keeps call he keeps calling him dicks. dicks. Dicks, yeah, I loved that. Yeah. That's so that's so like old school mm. uh, detective movie. And um, when they like try to get to his uh his place, it they're about to like go in. Yeah, and uh, Somerset's like they love this shit. And then yeah, that's so great. It yeah, it's door. such a like yeah. like. <laughs> Yeah, it's such a th- like a Fincher or ma- mm. maybe even the writer just being like, like here's your action scene. Yeah, here's like, like here's your cool action moment. It was fucking great. Yeah, I I, I yeah. love that scene. Mm. Yeah, dude, and uh, fuck, we'll work our way yeah. through the shit. Okay, so Fat Man, they go through it. Uh, nothing and, too crazy yeah. happens at that scene, other than and you see the words gluttony, which is important. You know, not yet, Mumber, not yet. They don't see that really? until the second crime when they get clued into something odd is happening here. Um, and detective Somerset, after doing some reading goes back, we're talking about the, the greed crime. Um, mm. well, I forgot about all the connective tissue, but basically he goes back to the scene of the first crime. He like cuts it open and he like moves the fridge and it says gluttony. And he's ah. like, fuck, mm. like, here we go. We got five more of these fucking things headed mm. our way. Um, and uh yeah that that pretty much kicks the the story off meanwhile uh Brad Pitt's wife played uh by young Gwyneth Ro- Paltrow Robo uh, Gwen- the live Robo no, Gwen. Well, no this is when she was alive still remember oh okay um so this is her last role technically um actually if you go to IMDb this is what blew my mind if you go to IMDb and you search Gwyneth Paltrow there are actually two entries and so it's <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow and after parentheses one and then Gwyneth Paltrow, parentheses, two. One, the first one, the, her last role is seven. It actually ends there and has mm. a younger picture of Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, what, was Brad Pitt married to her at the time? I don't know. I'm not sure. Did I he marry, not. I feel bad for him, if so. Yeah, did he marry one or two? Was it, Oh, you're talking about in the movie or in no, real life? in real life. Was he, ever, was he married to her? Yeah. Oh, I didn't they were know together. that. I don't know if they were married. I know they were together. Oh, okay. Well, he was, unfortunately, he was married to the live one, so I assume yeah. they, he just had to make On a completely serious dying. note, like, he, Brad Pitt had, like, told Harvey to back off and shit. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. That's when it had come out, because mm. Harvey made a fucking move. Yeah. And, uh, and Gwen, that's right. Yeah, Gwen Paltrow, yeah. like, told, him, told Brad Pitt about it. Yeah. And he was just like, you need to fuck off. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah, this I think this this will be our only intersection with uh, some Me Too stars this season. Probably not. That's probably not true. Oh, but man. yeah, uh, we got Spacey in this one. Got Spacey. We've run into that before, but I mean, it's you know, it's going to happen. It's always going to happen. Um, yeah, and we all know what happened to Kevin Spacey. That we all yep. saw that creepy video that was God, on YouTube. What if, what if he played John Doe in it? Oh. What if he played John Doe and we were all just like, oh, okay, Spacey is John Doe. He's just mm-hmm. he's been him the whole time. 
Like he's like, wow, that's the seven like, style twist. That, after uh, all these years, yeah. Oh man. Detective. Detective. That was a crazy. I feel I feel so conflicted because I really do. Yeah, I really do. No, he's incredible in this. Kevin like Spade. he's really good. He's really in this. good. But it's it like, so hard to it's say. It's like you almost like watch yeah. it like oh, oh man, man, rest in peace. Like, but no, like well that's looking, that's giving respect like, towards him, and I don't want to do that. But well, you're you're looking at him. Yeah. See, that's what's so interesting. Also, like I'd like to talk a little bit about this because like you can say the same thing about like Roman Polanski and stuff. Sure. Yeah. Like I'm watching this and I'm like, man, Kevin Spacey is so good. He's a good actor. And I then think you, people it, can it gets, it gets like, it gets tainted though. And you're like, yeah. yeah. Oh man. Like this guy's it's like, it, it, yeah. It kind yeah. of retroactively makes things, um, a, a little bit harder to, I'm trying to think of more examples. Cause there are so many, there have been so many. In I the almost feel like, of, honestly, no, this is, this is, I just thought of this right now. Yeah. Is that like, while I was watching seven, I didn't really think about Kevin Spacey's, um, trouble, legal troubles and stuff yeah. right now because I'm watching him as an actor and since he's so good that yeah. the illusion is still there because he's not Kevin Spacey. He's um, yeah. John Doe, right? Yeah. But when you think about like Roman Polanski and you're watching his films, you don't have, yeah, that the, is interesting. You don't have the illusion of an actor of Roman Polanski. Yeah. Like... Those movies are tainted because you just know it was made by a scumbag, and you yeah. can't. You don't have like a, you a know, ki- you, a kind of like, like wall, illusion, uh, like a mask, yeah. hiding you from that thing. Mm-hmm. No, that is pretty interesting, actually. I yeah. think that's really kind of cool because, like, um, and 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 in a lot of ways, a director is 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 more tainted or more difficult to appreciate their works because it's like this entire creation is by somebody that has done reprehensible things. And mm-hmm. like, um, I, I don't know. It's like, whereas like, there's also this weird meta narrative thing where like Kevin Spacey is a bad person. He's playing a very bad person in this movie. So you might be able and to it's like, like, accept it, it more. It yeah. kind of almost like not works in its favor, but it's something that like, you don't think about Enhances as much. It. How do you, I don't even know if I want to say that, but like it's, it's, it's it's a whole lot different than if I were to pop in K Pax and try to enjoy that movie again, which I used to. Um, K Pax, K Pax, yeah, you know K Pax, where he plays a a crazy guy who's like in a mental institution, but convinces everybody he's an alien. Is he or is he not? Who knows? Oh, I've and, never seen um, that movie. Oh. Yeah, well, it's impossible to watch now because um, he plays a delightful man in it. And, oh, that's too uh, bad. More, um, but uh, <laughs> I I just like got this random visual in my head of like a bunch of people getting together and like burning their K-Pax DVDs. <laughs> like you're dead to a spacey. Like <laughs> only, only format it would exist in is a DVD. Yeah, no, huh? no, they probably didn't make it on Blu-ray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause it came out like 2003 or something. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah. I think that's just something that, um, <sighs> yeah, I, I, I think, I think the fact that this is also one of his earlier films is easier to kind of, have that suspension while like, yeah, I don't know if I could watch baby driver and be like, yeah, yeah. the difficult thing though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know uh, what I mean? We, we probably shouldn't talk about this for much longer, but it's yeah. like he was doing the stuff for like decades. Yeah. Like he, he's like, 
if there's a spectrum of like yeah the usual suspects was like where it like kind of yeah because off. like it, he he did that the advance on that anthony rap kid when he when anthony rap was a kid and now yeah. he's like 40 something so it's like he's yeah. been he's fucking been at it man being a goddamn creep mm. Um, but anyway, he's, gr- anyway. he's great in this movie. It's, and it's, that's all you're going to get, Kevin. Yeah, that's all we'll give you. Um, but you're a garbage person. Um, <laughs> you know who, I meant to say this yeah. earlier, easily my favorite Morgan Freeman role. Like, I'm trying to think of other movies. He, he's been in a lot of movies I've seen, he's I been. feel like. But like this is like, I feel like his best. He's so good in this movie. Like, I like he's his so wise and this, like, movie, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, bucket list is a close second, um, but uh, list. You know, <laughs> did he die in that one? Well, he did. Him and Jack Nicholson, and they both was, died. Was, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow, same thing. Um, we got they got severed now. heads. Yeah, and, like uh, you know what? Of... Morgan Freeman got me too. Also, yeah, he God did. Damn it! Fuck. I mean, no one really. <laughs> the thing is, like, it wasn't uh. substantial enough for anyone to really give a shit, which is like funny. Right, you it is weird I mean? because it was it was one big article that was like Morgan Freeman, uh, he's like roped seven women, and it was like yeah. it kind of didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Oddly, it's so weird, like what people pick and choose to like make mm-hmm. a cultural thing. Anyway, we we shouldn't wade into that too. Yeah, much. Yeah, let's just get back to seven. seven. You know, uh, okay. So speaking yeah. of like the the characters, um, Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. Yeah. You wanted um, to say Angelina Jolie, didn't you, for a second? No, I didn't. No? No. Okay. I would have fully admitted to it. Because, like, I, I, anytime I hear Brad Pitt and, like, I just yeah, expect I, I say Brangelina, okay? Brand- so. Oh, oh you're, you're a Branjo fan from way back? Yeah. I made Brand- that up. That sounds kind of cool, okay. Branjo. <laughs> Branjo's like what's Branjo instrument. doing, dog? Oh, they got divorced, huh? Did they? <sighs> Nothing sacred, man. Dude, I don't... All of don't, life is... The thing is, like, I don't give a shit about any of that stuff. No, yeah. Yeah. But, um... No, I. Uh, this is not really too much about the movie. Well, it is. Yeah. It, it's more of a meta analysis, in the sense of uh, I was trying to look at the movie through Fincher's kind of point of view as a filmmaker at the time. Yeah, and so he's like this, this new kind of like kid, you know, per se in yeah, movie yeah, making, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, I, I I was looking at Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman as two different versions of what Fincher is as a filmmaker. Oh, interesting. While you have, yeah, like, yeah. Brad Pitt, who's, like, this very chaotic um, character who's just new on the block, and he wants to do a lot of stuff. And Morgan Freeman's kind of, like, the idealist version of what Fincher wants to be. Yeah. You know? A kind of more controlled filmmaker uh, that's pretty and, cool. Uh, I like that. Right. Yeah. So that's how I kind of like, like he was like looking at how, um, meticulous like, uh, Freeman is and kind of yeah. implanting that desire and, and that Brad Pitt's kind of like his, his, um, his, uh, this is all like probably subconscious things that yeah, Fincher yeah. probably his, did. His, his you know like I mean? avatar yeah. for like who, who he, who represents him now. Mm-hmm. No, that, that's pretty interesting. Like there's a theory, that um, where the, I don't know where the fuck I was reading this, but 
about how every movie in some form is about its director. Right. And it's like reading like that reading of it, I think is really cool. How like you have the young hotshot director, Brad Pitt, who's just like, just put me in the action, man. Let me do it. And then you have like the like Kubrickian fucking Mm. uh, Morgan Freeman character. And that's who he wants to be. Yeah. I mean, that's like his ideal. Yeah. And he wants to. Well, that's so great, too, because there's so many good Fincher like. The more I think about his movies has so many small character moments mm-hmm. um, that add up to make his movies so great. And it's like one is like mm-hmm. the the cliff note scene. So about like where we were talking about the story, like um, first, second killing, um, they start kind of figuring out uh, that I think it was uh, Somerset starts figuring out like, oh, these are the seven sins. Uh, I'm going to head to the library and, and do some research. And is reading all these books. He's reading uh, Paradise Lost. He's reading Dante's Inferno. Um, mm-hmm. All these books um, about uh, the Bible and um, all that stuff. And like he uh, like tells Brad Pitt, <laughs> he like tells Brad Pitt like which books to get. And then mm-hmm. there's that scene. Uh, Boy, man, yeah, Pitt says the F word and uh, the R word quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Because I was going to repetate the line. Yeah. (laughs) This poetry, like, yeah, Yeah. he says that. Yeah, and then he throws it. (laughs) And then the cop knocks, and then he's like, and then he hands him the cliff notes. And then, like, that's not even the end of it, but you have him get back to their office, and he, like, he, like, he, like, slyly hides Mm. the cliff notes from Morgan Freeman. Like, like, he wants to, like, appear cool to Morgan Mm. Freeman because he, like, respects him. Um, And it's just, like, little moments like that that I think uh, put his movies, like, a cut above the Mm. rest. Like, that he cares about the little things like that, you know? Well, I just read that uh, David Fincher had married um, a model photographer. This is in Wikipedia. And they married in 1990 and divorced in 95. So imagine Ooh. like what um, he could have been like going through at that time, you know, yeah. in terms of like because they have a daughter to get they had a daughter together. Wow! So it's like he probably infused his own That's sort of like interesting um, man, yeah. You know, experience with his wife. Is this and, movie like the Rosetta Stone for David Fincher? Like, is know. it like the fucking origin? Mm-hmm. Damn, that's fascinating, man. Yeah, because that's I'm sure around the time because, we're shooting because like. When you look at Brad Pitt's character, he's 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 so like he he loves his wife, but he it seems like he loves his job more. Like he wants to be, he works long hours. He wants to, you know, mm-hmm. um, solve these uh, these crimes. He he he's all about it. Yeah. And while his wife is kind of just like there, like she just followed him. Yeah. You know, I like, I like how they don't just have it like that though. Like they make the scene when Morgan Freeman comes over. Yeah. That's what I mean is like, yeah. she's, she is reluctant about all of it, but she's trying to make it work because yeah. she loves them, you know? Yeah. Well, and like he, they don't just have it be where he's like an asshole and like clearly loves his job more because like mm. they make their little like back and forth. Like they have a lot of chemistry mm. like, uh, in that scene, like they call each other like names and stuff and it's mm. like real cute and they're like being real, like, and they're like high school sweethearts. Like I thought that was yeah. like a really nice touch. Um, so it's not, it's not just like totally black and white in that. Like 
I just love my job and my wife fucking just stays at home. Like he clearly like really loves her too, you know? Mm. But um, I mean, that's why it's kind of like tackling that like sort of yeah, yeah. split. He loves um, his job. Like he wants to excel mm. and, and yeah, do great. Well, that's why she was like, I mean that whole scene, which was one of, one of the best scenes in the movie uh, that wasn't like, and uh, that actually wasn't gross um, was between Morgan Freeman <laughs> and, uh, and Gwyneth Paltrow in the and, diner. Yeah, in the diner. That's right. And uh, you know, he. Long story short, he tries to. You know, he tells her that like, if you're not going to have the baby because she's pregnant, like, don't tell him. Like, don't even. Yeah. You know, and that's that right. that's a great setup. It's a setup for you know later on. Yeah, for sure. But like, it's showing that because she ends up never telling him about it. Yeah. And it's like she cares about him so much that she just like might not go through with it sort yeah. of thing. So if you're thinking about like, you know, Fincher's um life who was she his daughter was born in ninety four. So it's like he's obviously like yeah. dealing with that sort of like um new fatherhood mm-hmm. sort of thing, you know. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That that almost reminds me of like only God forgives. Yeah. And and how this is this. Uh, I almost wish mm. that we thought of this sooner. How like many directors' movies have very personal things within them that are almost yeah. That's like, what makes them good. Yeah, for sure. That's what because that's like what imagine, a good director has that shit. You yeah, know? because yeah. imagine making if if because then you would be um what's his name a fucking uh, Brett Ratner. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. like whenever I write something. I use the truth of my life. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm not trying to replicate somebody's truth. You know what I For mean? Sure, somebody yeah. else's truth. Yeah. Um, I can, it can only be good if you express your subjective reality. It's, yeah, for sure. Know. It's it's I mean it's not worth doing if you're mm. putting on airs. That's and, where passion is all about. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so imagine him like going through that existential like crisis with his daughter. Yeah. And like him having to, I mean, it might be like his little swan song. Like he's like trying to say like how he should be like, okay with like having a kid because like Brad Pitt's character never had the chance to know that she was pregnant. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, and then, yeah, Morgan Freeman has that line where he's like, uh, oh, how does he phrase it? Because it's really carefully worded. It's almost contradictory, but it makes sense. It's like, like, I know we made the right choice, but not a day goes by that I regret yeah. the choice we made or something. It's yeah. Something more, like that. It's better worded. Like, than that, uh, right? we, yeah, like we made the right choice, but I still like regret. I, yeah, yeah. I still regret it every day. Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. Oh man, that's, that's a really interesting mm-hmm. like thing to, to think about. Um, and I, I just brought up uh whining rife and only God forgives because that's a similar movie. That's very much mm-hmm. about, the kind of crisis of, um, you know, having a kid and mm-hmm. that kind of existential And you have a, dread. you know, a good perspective since you're a father I do. as well. Yeah, yeah I do. Um, yeah, I mean, this this movie definitely, I think, hit a little harder this time. And mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting watching some of the movies this season, um, probably Interstellar, namely. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, with, with that new perspective of uh, being, a, being a dad now. Mm-hmm. So. Maybe this would be a new, a new segment. Dad corner? No, I mean, uh, uh, relate. <laughs> I don't know how 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 much finesse I'll have with the title, but relating okay. 
their life events to what... Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Per, the d- director... We'll come up with a name for it. Director historical context. Yeah, director <laughs> so, director so, context. Director context. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, that'll work. Sure. Too bad. Uh, we kind of already uh, covered like some historical context, too, uh, mm-hmm. at least with us, how it was a very big early on mm. movie for us. Um, well, how was the 90s anyway, like in terms of crime and shit? Like, did anyone like really... Um, I think I feel like serial really killers bad. were kind of like faded out by then. Okay. Oh shit, dude. Ninety three, uh, Rodney King. Um, so there was a massive distrust in the police force. Okay. For one. Um, yeah, dude. I think the nineties were by and large pretty fucking rough, man. Because it was the come down from really the thought, high of the eighties. Yeah. I, I think so. I, th- I feel like I've. I'm terms in um, like I'm serial afraid. killers and shit like that. Serial killers? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know as far they as were that's more concerned. of like the seventies and was it seventies, sixties and seventies. A yeah. lot of it. The seventies were yeah. like the height of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean that shit was still happening in the nineties too, but mm-hmm. I, yeah. Um, I mean as far as as the, I mean this movie obviously made an impact. Like mm-hmm. this movie cost uh, thirty three million to make and made like $340 million. Like this movie was a fucking box office sensation, man. Like, Mm -hmm. and that is really crazy to me because like this movie is so fucking down and like pessimistic and pretty cynical. Hell yeah. Uh, Pretty cynical. (laughs) Very cynical. It's fairly cynical. Somewhat cynical, you could say. Um, And it's fucking crazy to me that it makes box box office numbers. Because everyone was like fucking having a good time off of the internet bubble. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know what was going on. Well, it was like grunge era. It was uh, like punk was having a huge Mm -hmm. resurgence in the 90s. Um, Like counterculture, man. Yeah, nine, nine Inch Nails, man. It's so funny that, like, they're... I forgot that they... Mm-hmm. The opening he, credits, yeah. They, so they didn't do that version. Some other guy did that version for Fincher. But it's just funny that, like, later on, they're, like, his go-to uh, score guys. Like, he uses... Uh, oh, um, what's his name is, like, his his guy, isn't it? Yeah, tr- Trent Reznor. Yeah, Trent Reznor is, like, his fucking... Yeah, they're, the, they're his yeah. boys, right? Yeah, yeah, dude. They did uh, Social Network. Network did, which is um, fantastic. Yeah, they're fucking great, man. They make mm. great scores. Um, but, yeah, it's really funny. It's like, oh, well, he's going to well, come Brent, back. Brent's putting on a, a black trench coat. Oh, hell yeah, And uh, he, he's got some gl- sunglasses on. Uh I don't know any fucking I don't know any Nine Inch Nails song, man. Dude, I was gonna I, riff one, I, and I don't know. I listened to them in middle school. So that's really, all. that's funny. Yeah, that's interesting. I I never got you into them, I mean? man. I just missed the boat on on Nin. I think really. Yeah. Huh. I I don't know. They felt like a. I don't know. I just I. I don't know why. I, I, I didn't dislike them. I'm surprised you never... I, I seem like a big Nine Inch Nails guy, right? Like, I feel like... A, you feel like I probably could have been well, in them in high school. Well, you were... You grew up in a more conservative household, so... Yeah. It wasn't really until high school that I really got into... An emergence, you know, yeah. Yeah. Emergence um, of uh And I just didn't hang Black out with people that were... Of what? Black Brent. Black Brent? Yeah. What's Black Brent? Oh, you just into like, like dark fucking dark Brent. Yeah, that makes yeah, that mm-hmm. makes sense. I just it, wanted it the two better B's. Than black Brent, I think. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you can interpret it as a race if if you're gonna yeah. you know go that route. Um, <laughs> even though my intention was completely benevolent. Yeah, yeah. 
That's that's the dark era. Yeah. That's the uh, the dark gritty Brent uh, mm. reboot era in <laughs> high school. Pretty much, yeah. man. Your mom's like, you know, Brent, we need a serious rebranding of you. We need. You know, you're just not very marketable. You're not talking to girls. You're too weird. You listen. You dress in brown all the time. <laughs> you're too Christian. All right. We're going to have to... If I have one regret, mm. like, I, I, I'd take... I'd grab all... I'd open up my drawers, my clothing drawers, and I'd, I'd gaze upon the, the fields of brown. I had, I had... All my clothes were brown in high school, Adam. Why? I don't know why. It's insane. Why? All of them. I would wear a brown shirt and brown pants to school and be like, this is fine. You were brown bread. Yeah, it was brown bread. <laughs> No, uh, I, I I completely sympathize yeah. because like as a child your 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 choice of fashion is oh, very limited, yeah, for sure, and questionable. So when yeah. you did have a choice, oh, it was man. questionable. Yeah, man. Oh, you know what my my fashion choices mm. were? Uh, the Target ironic T-shirt aisle. Boy, oh boy, I I, cr- I crushed it over there at Target. Yeah, hell yeah, the same, same, t- same. I do. I do my own stunts. Mm. Hey, if my music's too loud, you're too old, huh? <laughs> Get out of here, you old timer. See, mine were those like those hilarious, hilarious three paneled stick oh, figure ones. Yep. yep. Remember those? Hell yeah, dude. And I don't Man, know. I can't even. I can't pull one out of my ass right now. But yeah, I it was that and. Flame shirts like Geefieri. Why didn't I know you during this era, dude? Yeah, oh, that's Guy so Fieri. great. Flame and, uh, shirts like you're on a bowling and cargo team. shorts. <laughs> yeah, dude, I had cargo everything, man. Dude, I, you could. Yeah. Oh my god! Thank God that I developed as a person. Yeah, dude. Imagine being stuck in that hell of yeah. that like era, dude. The my virginity, I had so much virginity that it was flowing out of my cargo pant pockets. Like, I had so much. <laughs> it was just, yikes, man. And my Good flame times. shirts were two sizes too big. That's, yeah, dude. I would buy everything XL was, everything. Yeah, it was same. Oh, man. Why did we do that? Fashion corner. D showdown. Fashion corner. Oh new God. a new fucking mm-hmm. new new topic. We're gonna talk Fellow, about our fashion tips. Dear dear listener, Friends. tweet at us. What was what was your middle school fashion? Oh yeah. Tweet us a picture. Hell you know yeah. what? Let's what go dig up some pictures of our us That's a good some, idea, man. I'll post yeah. them on Twitter. Yeah. If I could oh, boy. if I could find one, yeah. I don't know where I got I'd some find doozies it. in the uh mm. archives of Facebook, man. Like at the very beginning, I got some mm. doozies on there. That's true. I can go all the way back then. Just good yeah, man. Then again, 14 is not too bad for me. It's still like, yeah. it's like that transitional phase yeah. where you're, just, you're not a complete like fucking maniac. Yeah, yeah. I, I was through through senior year, man. Through senior year, I was rocking some pretty, pretty awful shit. So, mm. Mm. you know, but I, I glowed up as the young ones say. <laughs> done, done glowed up. Is that a thing? Yeah, glow up, like grow up, but you glow now because you're good looking. Man, I should use the F word that Brad Pitt uses in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's pivot, let's pivot hard back to seven. Um, so, yeah, we're talking about the killings. They start unraveling this this series of killings. Oh, man, it's based on uh, the seven the deadly sins. Push by Sapphire. 
Deep cuts. Deep, deep cut. cut corner. Deep cut corner. And so many all. fucking corners in this podcast, guys. Dude. It's a rhombus at this point. A rom- Does that make sense? No, that's four sides, chief. That's four It's four a corners. parallelogram. Does that that's four corners, chief. Not a parallelogram. Parallelograms have four corners. Trapezoid. Trapezoid has four corners. Octagon. It's an octagon. It's eight. Yeah, that works. There you go. It's an octagon. This podcast is a fucking octagon, y'all. Brent didn't take get in geometry. And get the fuck out. <laughs> you know, if we no, if we were a circle, that means we had an infinite amount of corners. Oh shit! Is that cool? I guess you're right, huh? Yeah, a circle you really would think have about an infinite. a curved thing as a corner. A perfect is circle is an a infinite. Bad band. Oh no. <laughs> I'm trying to educate our listeners on yeah. geometry. and Well, use, I mean, we know. did fashion. We're hitting up geometry for a bit. I and mean, we got to hit the staples. Well, it's mathematics. Expects. Seven. Seven yeah. is, a, is a number. Is a number. <laughs> um, seven is a movie. Mm. Seven is how many kills are in this movie. And so. Is it? Um, I think. I don't think it's seven kills, man, because Brad Pitt is... Um, Brad Pitt's wrath, so he doesn't he doesn't die. Yeah, but he kills wrath kills envy, which is uh, Kevin Kevin Spacey. Oh, mm-hmm. so there's set six deaths, right? Well, but Pal- Paltrow is seven, so there are seven. Ultimately. Oh, yeah, it adds up. Yeah, right. because there are five when they go into the desert, and yeah, I remember originally right, being like, "Who right. the two bodies that's oh man right. is it gonna be morgan freeman and brad pitt yeah and then it's like nah dog it's that motherfucker mm. he's ready to go um so yeah what is the third death third death is oh my god the swat scene that we were talking about a bit ago with uh, dr it? cox so it was gluttony greed yeah greed the guy's um greed is the lawyer who's cutting chunks of his skin off to oh, fill yeah, the thing fucking, yeah. pound of flesh mm. um no less no more whatever the phrase is mm. um and yeah, the third is the, now Slot, this is the yeah. guy that like, you like, you're kind of like, yeah, I kind of deserve that. Like, cause he's like, he's like a, a rapist and he's like a, um, uh, child predator and stuff like the that. The sloth guy? Yeah. The sloth guy. Like they set that up before that. I thought he was just like, um, um, he was like an addict or something. Well, he, he was, well, he was that too, but he was mm. like, he had this I criminal history. One, yeah. Um, and, mm. uh, yeah, and so they go to his apartment, and he's been, like, locked up there, malnourished. Yeah, his is freaky. His is hellish, dude. His is the worst and one. There's, okay, and one mm. of my favorite lines that is so grim is when the doctor is like, he's oh, yeah. endured practically uh, anything, any, Jesus Christ, I'm butchering this. What does he say? He's like... Practically hell. Well, he's yeah. like, he's like... Uh, He's endured about as much pain and suffering as any human that I've ever encountered, yeah. and he still has hell to look forward to. Exactly. And yeah. it's like, what kind of doctor are Why do you, you to sound make like, that assumption? You sound like the guy from Jaws, right? That voice. <laughs> Why you? Uh, I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah. And he's still got hell <laughs> to look forward to. <laughs> 800 men in the water. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, that doctor, though, I don't know if that's very professional. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's just, he's just saying it like it is, you know, no say, nonsense say it, say doctor, like just is. like our president. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, no, no because yeah. Dr. Cox, swap man, yeah. he goes up to the, because you might be right then. 
You have to be right because he because I remember him going up to the to the body of the sloth guy and saying, "You deserve this." Yeah, dude. And I was like, "Whoa, that's knew. a little fucking mean." Because yeah. like I thought that he was just like addicted, but I guess no. like I must have missed that. Yeah. Whole, well, the like, thing, thing is because they think mm-hmm. that he uh, he was going to be the guy first. Mm-hmm. Um, they thought that he because the the clues led them to that guy's address. And they were like, all the cops were like, yeah, we fucking got him. This is going to be the guy. And then Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt were on their way there like, like, no, nah, this is too easy. This guy's too smart to like go out like this. And then when they get there, he has fucking sloth written on the wall behind him. Mm-hmm. And the cops still know that it's like that guy who's like a rapist and like an uh, addict and stuff. So that's why they say that. Um, but uh, yeah, dude, his is, his is fucking horrific. He ate his tongue off. Uh, fucking sick. He got his hands chopped off. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he has like slowly. no skin. Yeah, and he's still alive. Boy, dude, if 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 I was like a when kid, I, like I forgot about him still being alive. So yeah. when I rewatched this, uh, rewatched this, I was like, oh fuck, yeah, yeah. dude, like, it's so jarring because he starts like shaking, and it's like it's probably practical. He looks fucking obviously, dead. Yeah, he looks. He like looks a like zombie. a zombie. Yeah. Um, he's like, cause his, his lips have receded. Yeah. That's the, that it's was the grossest so, shit. Oh my yeah. God, dude. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this guy's going to be dead and he like, might as well shoot him in the head. Like yeah. literally cause he's in more pain than, um, anyone could probably experience in yeah. an entire human existence. Well, like, he still, he still has hell to look forward to Adam. Mm-hmm. He still has hell to look forward he to 800 men, to. 800 men in the water, in the water, 200 men out of the water. <laughs> And he still has held his voice. Okay, so yeah. so after after that guy, who was the uh, who was the so next the one? and this isn't like a problem I have with the movie, but they are less memorable, like the the fourth and fifth deaths, because it moves through. I don't it moves know through them quick. That fucking the yeah. But what, what, what sin was it? Um, the BDSM scene. Oh, sin lust. Right. Oh God, that one is fucking terrible and i think it's not as memorable because like they don't show much of that one but they infer the the actor did it so fucking crazily his reaction dude oh my god (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's like losing it and well basically yeah basically yeah yeah uh kevin spacey madrondo the killer uh that's all they know at this point crafts this fucking knife uh, strap Dildo, on this yeah. huge like sword strap on that uh, Kevin Spacey puts on this guy and makes him have Fuck sex with this girl, yeah. a prostitute. Um, with the yeah, and honestly, the thank dick. Christ they didn't show any of like the aftermath of that because good God, dude, that's that's insane. Um, I bet Fincher would have been down with it, but maybe a producer yeah. probably was like, you know, they pro- this movie's pretty you know, sick. Dave, they probably Dave. Yeah. Um, we let you get away with a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, it'd be it'd be into fucking like uh Lars Van Trier's fucking level. Well, I was going to reference that like yeah. NC17, not even the terrible movie with all the terrible shit in it that we've seen. A Serbian film? Yeah, Serbian. It'd be like on a Serbian actually. film level if they showed something well, like that. Lars Van Trier and Antichrist had a pretty That's oh my god. I forgot scene. about that. And that was in theaters that. and I don't yeah. think it was NC17. Was mm-hmm. it? It must have it had to have been. I don't. I, yeah, I think it was. How could it not? I think it was because like 
That's a dick getting jerked off and blood coming out. God, of it. dude. Oh, don't remind me of that movie. That Hell yeah. So difficult. Difficult to get. Maybe through. we should just get over how like cringy we are about it. And just, just get just, over it. Just get be, over be it. Men. Get over be it. Be men and accept art as it is. Get, art get, is get, art. Get get old. Art it. is art. Art is art. It doesn't matter if you're uncomfortable. Maybe it's supposed to make you uncomfortable. Yeah. You know. Well, it definitely is. Antichrist. I mean, is I like, say that sincerely, honestly. Like, yeah. you, it, it, as long to me, I think with a Serbian film, you know of it, and that's more exploitive, which is where it's like it, it's it's more of like there's no. You know, there's no point of it. Like, I've seen 120 yeah. Days of Sodom. Yeah. There's a point to, like, the fucking terrible shit you see. Okay. There is a way... There's a deeper meaning to it. Yeah, and okay. that's why it's so, like, famous, is that, like, people can still make an argument of, like, why it was necessary, you mm-hmm. know? And I think that we should never have those, like, sort of caps on, um, you know... Yeah. Uh, being graphic because yeah sure I you know that. seeing violence is is uh completely necessary for art and just like i don't know the human experience in general you know sure yeah i yeah. mean it's it's a natural uh it happens every day mm-hmm. all over the world all the time um and just but, get over it libtards get over it losers <laughs> grow up grow up grow a pair you still have to look forward to um, 800 men 800 men 200 men out of the water okay um, 600 were dead <laughs> that's going to be the last time we ever yeah. do that bit never again yeah definitely yeah. will never show up again um okay yes so sword fucking scene really a lot of terrible shit inferred yeah it really is all performance like you get mm. everything you need to know from that guy's performance. And then fifth is, uh, pride. And it's the girl who, and like, it, it kind of starts moving quickly through these ones because yeah. it, um, is we already also, get the idea of it yeah. by now, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and also they're, they're also getting closer to John Doe. There's mm-hmm. like the scene that I love with, uh, Morgan Freeman paying off the guy, and it's like this whole process. The FBI, yeah. The FBI, FBI guy. Agent, yeah. Um, and actually, yeah, process, is I think, is important. I, I want to say that word in this episode for Fincher because, like, less so in this movie, but later on he becomes, like, a process-obsessed director. Like, he loves showing process. And, like, I think it's going to be an interesting thing. to Like, and I, and I love that about him. Like, that's like why I love Zodiac so much is it's very process focused. Um, but, uh, process or process process processed film pro more process. (laughs) What are you doing? What are you doing? Trying to knock me off. Yeah. Pull the fast fast one on you, chief. You (laughs) still have hell to look forward to. Um, but yeah, pride is five and hundred men. (laughs) <laughs> um so so back to back to what we're talking about um no it was it was interesting with the fbi agent because yeah. it was like using a legal means to catch someone who's doing illegal activity yeah you know i love I mean? that that yeah. like he that moral he isn't above doing spot, that yeah. like he he because he's a guy who's like bottom line i'll do whatever i have to do to get the get the guy mm-hmm. you know and so he'll he'll like hit up his fbi contact and give him whatever money he has of Brad Pitt's money, mm-hmm. I should say. 
Um, and they get the list and they get the, the upper hand briefly on, mm-hmm. on John Doe while this is all happening. They go to his apartment, which, boy, oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. Fella needs an interior decorator if I ever seen one. Right? Um, this looks terrible. What is this? This is... What is all these notebooks hmm. here? What is what do you hmm. what aesthetic are you going for? Few too many neon crosses being the only light source in this apartment. Hmm. Too many notebooks filled with I think with you're a little insanity. prideful and about, you know, the crosses. Yeah. Um your fridge a little gluttonous in there. Yeah, right. There's there's a yeah. couple of sins he's committing with that apartment decor yeah. if you ask me. That's that's sin number eight is <laughs> is tacky feng 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 shui or whatever the fuck it's called tackiness tackiness absolutely is, uh, the the eighth sin <laughs> god damn it um yeah yeah so they 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 get in there and they actually because uh, Kevin Spacey had, oh but we skipped it the whole shootout yeah there's a whole shootout oh yeah, yeah. The whole, they don't reveal his face so you don't really yeah. know who he is yeah. And uh, it's this it's this fun little action sequence. They're all chasing him. How do you how do you how do you feel about his directing and in, in that? I think it's, it's good, man. Yeah, yeah, I think it's really um, like he refines it obviously later on. Um, that like he he he's really not an action director. Mm-hmm. Um, he he. I mean, he's obviously he's a thriller director, and like it's 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 shot like very thrillingly, mm-hmm. like chasing like chasing actors through the apartment building and like quickly turning around corners. Um, I think it's like super, super well done actually, especially for like a second movie. Um, I don't know how his directing was in alien three, but um, Mm. uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's really solid. And I especially love the shot when uh, after John Doe gets the upper hand on Brad Pitt and he aims the gun at his head. I love that shot of the gun. It's a sick shot. It's like, the, the bokeh the, effect on it, yeah, yeah. It's like the gun is in focus, mm. and the focus like dissipates with him in the background, so you can't see his face. Mm. Um, that's just like a beautiful shot. Yeah, it was just like a a still photograph almost, you know, for sure. Yeah, and like the detail you could mm. see of like the bol- the the raindrops on the bullet are mm. really cool. Um, but basically, yeah, John Doe has Brad Pitt Need can kill, kill him. him. Yeah. Let's him go. Let's him go. Why, why does he let him go? Why does he let him go? Maybe he needs them for something later. I don't know. Maybe it's the final uh, move on the chessboard. I don't know. I don't know. He's a whole part of the plan. Well, and then Brad Pitt um, and Morgan Freeman go back to his apartment. Yeah. And there's this really interesting conversation between them about, like, uh, the... uh, the the morality of uh, going oh, I into love the that. apartment, yeah, because they don't have they don't have probable cause or like why they were even there in the first place. So, mm-hmm. and then they pay off that uh, homeless person. That's right. Yeah. To, well, Brad Pitt like in. bursts in, yeah. and Morgan Freeman's like, "What the fuck, fuck. are you doing?" And like, yeah. And then it cuts to like, yeah, like Brad Pitt being like, "Yeah, that's pretty much." And then I told you the rest of the story. Yeah. And like, like, like them just pretty much like, and then the cops are like, "Whatever." Like, yeah, we, I don't give yeah, a shit. That's fine. We we got him. So yeah, exactly. Matter. Yeah, if I was one of those cops taking the story, I'd probably be like, oh, "Okay, yeah, this is fine. Who cares?" Like, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah, someone who's killed Ed's like just horrific. The means. Yeah, like, yeah, like no one gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, they find his notebooks. They they're on to him. Uh, and it's pretty much soon after this that uh detectives, detectives. He fucking walks in 
and uh, yeah, I mean, this is that's pretty much where we're at, plot wise, and um, yeah, because um, he he because Kevin Spacey had had called him. Remember while they were at the apartment? I love that scene. Oh yeah, that's uh, right. Where uh, Brad Pitt like rushes over, and he's like, because ah, he's like Brad Pitt's like in control of the fucking crime scene. Like he wants this. Yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. And he rushes over to the phone and. Kevin Spacey's like complimenting him on like you know you you know you did a good Caught job you got surprise. it Caught yeah surprise it yeah. just a, f- a few minor step it was really creepy like yeah. how he's playing it you know for sure like it's like you know you got me but uh <laughs> that don't matter yeah that's what was so like great about that conversation yeah right? for sure um yeah so it's detective uh yeah so pretty much we're to They've caught. They got him. He's confess. He's he's agreed to confess, if only Mills and Somerset take him out to the desert for the final two bodies. Mm-hmm. Somerset is smells something funky. He's like, this is something's up here. This is weird that he's mm-hmm. doing this. Um, Mills is just like, fuck it. We fucking got the guy. We got mm-hmm. the guy. He's here. He's not going to be able to do anything to us. And meanwhile, the movie has set up. Gwyneth Paltrow in the background this whole time for this final payoff. Um, yeah, we haven't even heard about her since. Uh, well, I like while. that they there's there's a her, her final scene. I actually kind of like because it's Mills it? going to work in the morning, and it says, uh, I love you, right? Or yeah, something. he says like I love you, and they kiss, and then he like goes to work, and I was like, oh man, I think it's her like final scene, and, and it is. Because it's like probably that day. Mm. Well, yeah, that day because uh, Spacey, John Doe later on says, after you went to work, I showed up at your house and like. Uh, like I wanted so, to be, I played husband and uh, shit. Yeah. Jesus, and dude. I, I There's so many disgusting was, like inferences yeah. with that. Oh, man. I, we should rewind a little bit okay, and go yeah, back yeah. to. Um, the car scene because there's so many great like uh yeah for sure directing in uh in yeah. the car that scene know? is that scene is excellent mm-hmm. like the the thing okay the reason why all these movies that have taken their cues from seven the reason why they're not good is because they don't have an ending like this mm-hmm. they don't have a scene that like transcends everything that came before it has actually paid off your expectations like, this is one of the only movies that is setting up someone you're not seeing, like a big bad villain, um, and then actually has a satisfying reveal at the end. Does that make sense? Mm. Because, like, he comes in and you're like, oh, wow, like, this guy is fucking out, like, out there. Yeah, like, he's, got he's it. so he did it. insane. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that, that card scene is, is, is great. Because like you you have the um, you you have it's it's mainly Brad Pitt and and Kevin Spacey talking, and Fincher intentionally sets up like the shots to where you see the cage on uh, the characters as they as they talk to each other, mm-hmm. and so you have like um, the cage gets gets more blurry like out of focus as the conversation heats up because it's showing that the, the cage that um, Kevin Spacey is in is decaying yeah. because it's like, he's not the one that's trapped anymore. And uh-huh. when you see um, Brad Pitt 
it does the opposite. Like it gets more into focus the cage on Brad Pitt. So he's the one who's getting like that's cracked. so cool, man. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. So it shows the power dynamic like shifting mm-hmm. between it. And this is further shown like later on with the um ending scenes where uh Kevin Spacey, whenever he's shown, he has a very still frame and he's center shot. And when you go to Brad Pitt, it's all like it looks like handheld shaky film because his yeah. world is starting to like crumble for sure, you know. Yeah. And so it's so cool to see that that juxtapose between like what the subjective like experiences that of is, um, that the is really cool, you know? yeah. Because that that's all stuff that isn't showy. Mm-hmm. It's just like built yeah, into the what structure the are going. of the movie yeah. to mm-hmm. like manipulate. Uh, that's, that sounds a little overly, um, harsh. It's not, I don't mean it to be harsh, but like to, that's I mean, all, mo- movies manipulate. That, that's the yeah, whole that's the, game, that's baby. The job. That's no? the game. The um, game. The game. Like the movie. 1997. Mm-hmm. Which we aren't Does watching. It? No, I don't know. uh, I can't remember, but, um, not going to cover it, but pretty good movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that scene and like the dialogue that plays out between them too, because Brad Pitt. Yeah, Brad Pitt just gets so he's so emotional at this point mm-hmm. because he's just fucking pissed off by this guy and he like can't get over that. Like Kevin Spacey is sitting there like just monologuing, fucking just like doing his like super villain shit and and Brad mm-hmm. Pitt's just like you're fucking insane. What's it like to eat your own shit mm-hmm. and like jerk off in your fucking yeah, uh, in your fish tank and about like, it. Yeah. Just, yeah, shit like yeah. that. And uh, Morgan Freeman's just kind of quiet, like, mm, something doesn't feel right about this situation here. 800 men. 800 men. And you still have hell to look forward to. That's maybe my worst impression <laughs> yeah, I've ever done. It's deteriorating. Jesus. Uh, it's like your New Zealand accent. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's no, gone. that one's fully gone at this point. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they get there. They get to the fucking location. And it's a there's a trailer. And I think it's hilarious that they thought this looked enough like New York. Because this is the most fucking Southern California shit I've ever seen. Right? Yeah, it is insane mm. that they thought like, yeah, this is thirty minutes out of uh, New York City. Um, that is, but, yeah, it doesn't look anything like New York. No, yeah, it's so funny. Like they filmed it in SoCal, but too. it looks it's so funny. cool. It does. It's a yeah. really cool visual. Like it's just like they're stranded almost. Like I didn't even give a shit for some reason. I was just like, yeah. No, I've only I've only caught it was it this almost time, like it doesn't matter. Like yeah, it was almost like it was designed to be like that in the sense of. Um, I know it sounds like I'm trying to make an excuse for Fincher, but no, I think, well, it's not I even a big deal, honestly. It, it's like that dramatic like shift in environment to where all seven sins were completed and now they're into hell. Like this is like the hellscape. Yeah, you sure. know what I mean. I can see that. Yeah, because the landscape changes mm. so drastically. It's, you, you have all these reds now. Yeah, with, it goes from the, like bustling, gross city to just like flatland. And yeah. well, no, there are mountains in the back. That's that's what was the giveaway. I was like New York mountains. Yeah, right. Sorry. Yeah, um, but um, but like you have yeah. the the gray palette with like the yeah. the whole film to mostly. the reds and yeah. No, yeah. I think it's really cool too. I, I it, it's just funny to me more than anything. But mm-hmm. um, no, I mean your your concern is legitimate. For yeah, sure. but I think that might be what he was going for to have that sort of like this is. Like it's completed, and you're the transition to hell for these people is like mm-hmm. at at its uh, apex, you pretty know? much. Um, yeah, but it, it, it the thing is, it was so tense 
that I wasn't even thinking about. Like, yeah, you know, because I was so involved. Like, I stopped. I put my note taking thing down. I was like, I got it. Like, hell yeah, dude. Just I like, I gotta this. like yeah. let this. Yeah, I stopped taking notes happened. at the end, man, because mm. it's just like, oh, you just gotta. Right live when with he it. said detective, detective, but I was like. Put this bad boy down. Put this, put this notebook uh, down. Time to just breathe it in. Breathe it. Breathe in that spacey. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's like killing this scene. He's like coming across as mm-hmm. so unset. Like like that that. Um, I don't know. I want to go back to this for a second. Like this movie also, I feel like originated a trend that is in everything now, which is like. Well, I intended to get caught, yeah, so that I could unveil my yeah, master yeah, plan. Yeah. It's like Avengers, Star Trek Into Darkness. Uh, most other big blockbuster movies have like taken that. That's true. Um, yeah, but it's like it's you don't even care because it's fucking done so excellently in this movie. Yeah, it's so seamless. Yeah, even though we know sense. of the trope now in a retroactive yeah. way, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's still like, oh man, shit. This guy good. Yeah, for this sure. He's good. he's like so and that's what like mm. he's the creepiest It was type. all set up like in a way to where it wasn't like gimmicky, I guess is the Yeah, for it. sure. It's like it's like movies that do stuff like this now or try to veer too close to doing what Seven did mm. are hokey because they're one, they're trying to do something that is already a trope, and two, they're not doing it anywhere near as good as Fincher does in this movie. Right, and so, um, I mean, he's, he's the he's a fucking trendsetter, man. Like he set up so many goddamn mm-hmm. uh, him and Nolan both. It's going to be fascinating mm-hmm. to follow. Um, so, yeah. uh, just a few other little details I, that are not really related to you know any sort of certain like uh, mm-hmm. segments or yeah, whatever. This is fun. I mean, I saw Wild Bills, which was name of the which was the name of the um, BDSM like uh, store. Okay, the, you know the leather making store that they went to investigate where that. Yeah, um, Wild Bills. Yeah. So I thought that might have been a. Um, it, I don't think it is, but it just made me think of Silence of the Lambs. Because oh, like uh, yeah. Buffalo Bill was the name of the guy. Silence was ninety one. Ninety one. So. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I was trying to. Now I was thinking about it, like Seven and Silence of the Lambs, very much like like, kind of a nod to mm. like that movie. I Mm. could see that, man. Yeah, Silence is is definitely the closest comparison to to Seven, Mm. for sure. Both have like terrific villain performances Mm. that like, and they and they get caught. Yeah, they get caught on purpose. Mm. Like, oh wow, that's damn. Fincher's just ripping off. uh, Fucking, I forgot who made that. Fuck, I can't remember. It was um. I have it up right now, actually. Jonathan and... Uh, Demi. Demi. Yeah, Jonathan Demi. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, R.I.P. You know how much money this... M- guess how? Guess what the budget was and guess what the box office was for Silence of the Lambs. For Silence? Yeah. Oh, okay. Budget. Wow. Okay, budget, I'm going to say 25. Okay. Uh, revenue? Or box office. Box office. Yeah. Uh, box, box office, I feel like it was huge, too, man. It made a lot. I think... I'm going to say, like, 350. So budget was nineteen million. Wow. Okay. And box office was two hundred seventy-two point seven. Yeah. Million. Okay. So that's a, a fucking buco lot. Still, bucks. And it was released in January. <laughs> that's insane because it won Oscars. January and February. That's, that's insane. Crazy because it won the Oscar for best picture. Did you know that? How did it get? 
No, because it's incredible. It's a great movie. Yeah, it is. But, but like that's crazy that it came out day. that early and yeah. like won See, Best Picture. It was released on January thirtieth, nineteen ninety one. Yeah, and wide uh, Valentine's Day. So yeah. that's how insane. did it, how did it get onto the Oscar? Like uh, Th- things are just different now, man. Like back then, I, I think it left such an impression. I think it was it was like <laughs> I got to use this comparison because mm. it's apt, but like Black Panther. Like, uh, Black Panther yeah. came out and made such a big splash in February, that movie came out, um, that it's it'll it'll get some love, I'm sure. Oh, so maybe you're saying that it was, like, the uh, like the year after, the 92? Oh, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Academy Awards? Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I, I know it won, it won Best Picture. It's the last, the only horror movie to ever win Best Picture. Really? Yeah. It is fucking hard to, like, you know, get best picture and be like a horror movie. Yeah, dude. It's, it's like hard to make a good horror movie. Yeah, I, I guess, but it's like, like on a, a, a horror objective movie that, like level, you know? Yeah. A horror movie that can win best picture because best picture yeah. has so many weird yeah. intricacies, you know? Um, how about sci-fi? Is anyone who, who's one? Is anyone one sci-fi? sci-fi? Yeah, I think sci-fi is one. I can't remember offhand. I remember the year Avatar and District 9 were nominated for Best Well, picture. 2001, A Space Odyssey was nominated, but it went. Oh, that's right. Good old Oliver Twist one, because everyone watches that Everybody movie. Everybody loves t- Oliver Twist. And every, all the film historians can, study that movie. Can I, can I have some more Oliver Twist, please? More. <laughs> more. more. Um, God, I'm still, I'm like salty, even though I didn't exist like back then, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, it makes sense. Um Okay, so Gwyneth's head's in the box. Yeah. What's in the box? Gwyneth's head. Um, we didn't. We don't see it. We don't see it. Although, there is a no. split second mm. where you see, like, her white kind of ghostly pale face. You caught that, right? Like, the subliminal. There's a subliminal shot at the near the end of the movie. Really? Yeah. He loves that shit. He does that in Fight Club, too, with the dick at the end. Oh, I didn't see but that. But it was like, it was it's like, like her face, flashes? like a pale, like, literally a flash, yeah. Oh wow! And it's really crazy. yeah, it's kind of crazy that he put that in, but I'm glad. Well, subliminal uh, filmmaking was like a big thing in the '80s. Like, oh yeah, Kubrick even like would do that and stuff. Um, but uh, it was huge in The Exorcist for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, well, that, that's pretty cool. I didn't know. That. I should uh, yeah look at it again. So I guess we 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 should go into. Unless you have anything you'd like to like talk about before we go into the the most fun segment no, that we have I mean, to do. The the ending mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, just to wrap up talking about the movie. I mean the ending is a fucking bummer. It's like But it's so fucking It's good. so good. It's so Brad it's Pitt like I wouldn't was want any other so ending. good in that realization scene. Yeah, dude. Oh, like when you see it in his eyes when like he realizes like what happened. Where he keeps like putting his head up and down. What's in the box? What's in the box? And it's like Mm -hmm. he's so he doesn't care about sounding weird. Yeah. You know, like he's not doing like an Oscar y thing. He's just doing like an emotional um I miss seeing Mm -hmm. Brad Pitt like giving it his all, man. Mm -hmm. I we haven't seen that in a while. And like I love his 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 uh the choice that he has to make whether or not to kill him. And like how he keeps oh, like yeah. his head keeps bobbing up and down because he doesn't he doesn't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. Because he's trying to parse like justice within his head for sure. You yeah. know, and he, he can't. 
Like he keeps like, and he'll like put the gun yeah, down, like like yeah. look down, like pick it back up, yeah. and like oh yeah, it's so I good. I love man. He his plays acting. It so good. That. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. and like Morgan Freeman's like trying to keep yeah. it, keep him together. He's like, this but he is knows what he that wants. he can't like, yeah, uh, he can't like interfere. You know what I mean with For like sure. Brad Pitt's um choice, yeah. and John Doe has the upper hand. <laughs> John Doe has the upper hand. Yeah, that line. <laughs> Dude, oh my God, the music at the end. Hand. I'm probably going to put that at the end of this episode. Like, mm. the, yeah. like it's so uh, so thrillery, dude. So tense. I love it. Um, the, best, the best line. Ernest, Ernest Heming, Hemingway wrote, yeah. the world's a good place and worth fighting for. I agree with the last part. Ah. Uh. I such a great yeah. I agree with them 100%. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah. That's great, such a great, great line. final line, man. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, uh what did you want to get into? I that man that's all that's all I wanted to say pretty much. It's a great movie. What would Nolan do? Who boy. Man oh, oh man. This is director showdown after after all. After all. I'm only movies after all. <laughs> oh, no, I'm only directors. <laughs> I'm only movie after all. We have the that we're taking a, a a bit that was not created on the podcast no, onto was the it podcast, not? Yeah. and so the context yeah, for it is so zero. it's not even like hard to explain to the dear to dear listeners because well, they know the song probably yeah it's the it's the yeah I'm only human I'm only human Adam and I just like break out into that song and just replace the, the word with yeah, we, something else yeah it's fun it's not very clever it's but it's fun I'm only after all, insert whatever. Yeah. You can just re-edit what I just did and make whatever you want. It's you know fine. what? Get on Vine and yeah. do that, kids. Hop on Vine and do it. Is that all Vine's the kids so are using good? Vine? Right. Vine's, Vine's big. <laughs> um, okay, we're stalling. Uh, Nolan. Yeah. Nolan. Nolan's. Nolan's version of this movie, this picture. I um, went to Nolan's and they gave me a bunch of beads. <laughs> did you? Have you been to Nolan's? No, I've always wanted. It's to. great. Yeah. It's it's fun. Uh, really. Dirty but fun. Um, That's what everyone says. Like it's literally yeah. everyone I've talked to says yeah, the exact same. You'll thing. hear it a lot. It's filthy. You have to get yeah. used to it. But um, I'm only dirty. I'm only. Um, yeah. What What is Nolan's version? Yeah, I, I think I know. because like he's in a very similar mode when he starts off. Man, like, so we're gonna do some. We're gonna do some different timelines. Some like different time shit. Yeah. With each of the sins. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And there's going to be like fucking shit. I don't know. I don't know where I can go with he, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, he would definitely use a artificial construct of time mm. to, how do I put this into words? To like form one of the reveals. Yeah. Like one of, we'd already see a scene and then like, a character would like walk into that scene later or yeah. something like, I, I don't know, something like that. Like he'd like do things, some really weird he, cerebral thing yeah, with it. This is going to be a hard season because like to do in that, order yeah. to ever make Nolan, because like the thing about love about Nolan is that he has, he, he has like labyrinthian like mm-hmm. um, plot structures, which are so fascinating. Yeah. And I mean, obviously he spent a lot of time like constructing his, um, his uh the mechanics of of uh his plots for sure so for us to just kind of go you know just kind of check our buttholes and say oh yeah this is what nolan would do <laughs> the, uh, yeah 
is is ultimately never going to be what he yeah. would do. Because, so okay, yeah. so you're gonna have. Let's start off easy then. Let's just start off. Let's right. just. Let's, so you got you got easy. Joseph Gordon-Levitt as as Brad as Brad Pitt's character, the young guy. Who, oh, JGL. Oh, JGL. Okay. We're doing like you a know? modern. Okay. Yeah, JGL. You. He yeah. he's 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 the young hot shot, and then the older guy Michael is. Kane. Oh, I've been a detective for thirty-five years. <laughs> Must tell mine. I don't know what that's that pretty, Michael Caine is. That's Mr. pretty good. Must tell mine. He does. He does like a Mr. weird, Mike, like yeah. kind of like a. I've been a detective on the first one. Like I don't know, like a like weird. He's chomping is like. Yeah, yeah, like jaws. he like he has three sets of Mr. teeth. Mr. Like I, 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 I don't know what that means. Like he has two tongues. That's what it sounds yeah. like. Um, what? Man, I'd kill to see him as like an old detective. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Um, John JGL enters yeah. is I'm trying to think of and like he's in a really crisp suit. Like, oh, he's got to be. He's looking all in good. Suits. He's looking fucking amazing in mm-hmm. his suit. And then, um, yeah, and then the murders start happening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And the way that they like investigate it is like, ah oh, man, because you have to think of like something that I think he would be kind of similar to Fincher, honestly, because I don't see him like pulling any punches. Well, that's that's what I'm saying, man. I don't know if we can do this too much yet, mm. to be quite honest, because like until they grow more after a couple of movies, they start growing in their own directions. Yeah, like Nolan's version of Zodiac would be an interesting interesting thing to talk mm. about, which we will. And Fincher's version of Inception would, would be, be interesting. wild. So it's like, I don't know. I almost want to like pull a pass and like on this now. Cause I, I don't know if we can do this much yet. <laughs> you know, we tried and yeah. we, we, you know, okay. So we'll save the, we'll probably repeat the cards we used on this one for later episodes. The cards. Yeah. Like, the cards that uh, Nolan would use, like time. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice suit. Well, we'll circle back. <laughs> Dude, that's like purely. Inception, I would say it'd be. But... The thing is, like, it's he would make a similar movie because Nolan's very. He he, he was influenced a lot yeah. by film noir. So I mean, this is very well, like yeah. He started film. with noir, and yeah, uh, I. I like I think of when I think about his version of this, I just think about Memento. No, I'm not. I'm sorry, not Memento. I think about Insomnia. Uh, oh, Insomnia yeah. is like an okay. It's a solid movie, but it's not anything special. But it's like it's it's a very straight. It's like his tone. only marginal movie that Nolan has, honestly. Um, Dark Knight Rises, man. Well, I'd watch Dark Knight Rises over fucking Insomnia. Yeah, it's going any for day. more. It's going. It for has more. a lot more interesting themes behind that's, it, despite fair, it's yeah. like. Um, fantasy level, but I mean, it's fucking Batman. So it's like, what? Yeah. And he didn't want to make it like he's on record. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> he only uh, did it just so he can be like, pretty much for inception. Yeah. Or interstellar. I think at that point it was like, well, he said that he wouldn't make Batman oh, three right. if he didn't get the funding for inception. That's so. what it was. Yeah, that's right. Which is sick that he pulled that card. For sure. Well, that's he's the only guy who can in mm-hmm. Hollywood, man, which is going to be fun to talk mm-hmm. about for him. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's, it's going to be fun to talk that's about. That's Nolan's this version of yeah. Seven. <laughs> yeah, 
It, yeah, very good. It's very, very good. good. Um, It'll take place in Chicago, and that's all. There, anyway, I'm done. Yeah, Chicago. <laughs> yeah, that's that's and true. And it's uh, Christian Bale as the ooh, killer. Ooh, I like that. I like that <laughs> a lot. Man, I want to see Christian Bale. Yeah, I want to see Christian Bale like really play someone reprehensible, man. I think he'd kill that. He'd probably do a really good job. Yeah, I a, think he would. Man, I would love to see that. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I, I, I don't Detective! know. Detective! Um, boy, God, I'm gonna have to edit all the yeah, levels know, on this right? episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, man, I think that I think that's about it for seven. Do you have any like closing thoughts? Uh, anything you want to uh, talk um, about? Or, yeah. Well, you know, I'll, I'll just say the you know what, what I think about this movie overall. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely um, a good starter pack. Like it's part, it's part, it's part of your yeah. film starter pack. You, you, you yeah, go, that's a great that's a great way to put it. You, you sure. go up to your uh, you go up to your pal who uh, says, "Hey, man, I want to get in more movies. I'd like some recommendations." And you know what? Pop in seven in there mm-hmm. if they can if they they can handle you know kind of a, a darker yeah a darker film mm-hmm. because I don't think that in terms of plot it's it, it is it's on a very beginner level in terms of like comprehension. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I don't I'm not I'm not trying to knock it because like if you were to give Memento, which we'll get into on the next episode, mm-hmm. like that is a higher level than seven. Sure, is, yeah, yeah. You know? So seven is like a great way to kind of get someone in and um have some interesting things to talk about mm-hmm. and to have some really have filmmaking that, cause this isn't, this isn't, um, Fincher's, uh, like you can tell, like he, he's at his, uh, beginning, you For know, sure. yeah. like there's not his, as much of a signature. He hasn't refined tone. the way he yeah. moves his camera mm-hmm. and stuff too. Like that. Video it's not as precise. Yeah. yeah. For sure. As he does in his later. So he's, he's finding himself within seven. Mm-hmm. So, I think even even saying all that, it holds up today um, as a film that uh, doesn't get boring. There's nothing about it that kind of... Um, there's nothing really that keeps it in its in its year. You know what I mean? Like, it still feels like so, it could yeah. still happen It doesn't now. feel... You're not distracted by, yeah. oh, boy, that doesn't hold up great. The, you're not thinking about, it like... It kind of almost oh, feels timeless, yeah. Yeah, it feels timeless. Like, yeah. you don't feel like, oh, this could have been solved with a cell phone or something. Like, that That doesn't... That's that doesn't true. reach that your doesn't mind. That doesn't come into play, yeah, yeah. for sure. You're kind of involved. It ages great. Yeah, yeah, that's... I didn't even think about that. So, yeah. I mean, it's 95. It's 23 been, years yeah. ago. That's so. crazy. Yeah. So that, I mean that that shows its merit, you know, on how how good of a yeah. film it is. So yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I I love this movie. I I honestly would put this on like a top twenty list of like my favorite movies. Like it's uh, aside from Zodiac, I think it's I think it's probably my favorite Fincher movie, um, second to Zodiac. I mean, I I love I love the kind of process stuff of like Morgan Freeman like go into the library like that being a scene that he deems important like Morgan Freeman fucking flipping through books 
to fucking classical music is like a scene that he put in this movie because he choice. felt like it was important. Yeah. yeah. And it's like I love I love him for that stuff because like that stuff that's the it's the small shit that makes your movie. And like it's it's the small shit like that that like makes the characters real, make you makes you feel for the characters, uh ultimately allows the ending to really land in a in a good way. Um it's just great. Like Kevin Kevin Spacey is fucking is really good in this. He's like a really great villain, um, real life and in the movie. Uh, and um, I mean, yeah, it's just one of the best like cop detective movies Detec- I've like of <laughs> um, of cinema of cinema history. Like yeah, sure. yeah, in the in the starter kit, uh, you. you Pop, pop seven in there. Put put it in mm-hmm. the put it in the old starter kit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great one. But yeah, so that's uh, seven guys. That's seven. So and great movie. Um, you guys should tweet at us and tell us like what you think of seven. What 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 do you? Yeah, what? for sure. You know, maybe actually that gives me an idea. Maybe I'll put out some kind of a poll or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe I'll think about doing something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, little uh, yeah. And um, oh yes. Okay. So by the time you're listening to this, uh, you can find on all of our social media platforms. So Twitter, uh, if you follow us individually on Instagram or hashtag director showdown on Instagram, um, you can see the, uh, movies we're going to be watching this season. Um, there's the letterboxed, uh, list that I put out there. Yeah. We have a letterbox. Well, you and I have a letterbox now. Yeah. I I think I'm, Mm -hmm. yeah, we, maybe we'll make one for the, I don't know. Those behind the scenes I mean, you can follow me. I don't mind putting my, yeah, follow me too. Yeah. Just search, I think, our names and they'll come up, right? Or Yeah, so mine is relativistic. That's just that's just my username. Oh, on just the letterbox. Yeah. Okay, mine's uh binary eleven thirty eight. And I think you should put it in the description of this episode. Oh, I will. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, so if you wanna follow like not just uh not just the list that we have for yeah. the season, follow just as long and I See think what movies we're in. Yeah. Watching yeah. And stuff. I think it's yeah. going to be how we're kind of chronicling, uh, mm. the year what movies we see, what we think yeah, of for them. 2019. Um, yeah. It's pretty fun. Uh, mm. and so yeah, follow us there and follow the Twitter. Um, tell people about the show. Uh, I mean, this is a I good, mean, if you want, I mean, if, if I you, mean, if you like it, I mean, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want to make you do something you didn't want to do. Yeah. You know, well, that's true. Yeah, uh, we don't want to. We don't want to pull a space. If, if you're just and, like you know sitting down with, <laughs> if you're just sitting down with your pals, cracking open a beer or water. I mean, you don't have to drink. Yeah, popping open a Lacroix, a Lacroix, Fresca, Fresca, of um other sparkling waters. Yeah, and you say, hey, I listen to podcast. There's this there's a director showdown. They talk about movies on. Talking about movies, hey, they're talking about. And Chris and then Rowe. your friend says we weren't talking about movies. We're talking about our divorce. And we don't know who you are. Yeah, but you say, hey, check out director showdown. Hey, well, check it out anyway. Who? How do you get in my house? <laughs> what is this? Who are you? Yeah, but detective. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, um, be a creep, walk into people's houses and tell them to listen to Director Showdown. It's a good podcast. Yeah. And we, we would thank appreciate you for listening. it if you did. Um, mm-hmm. I guess it's pretentious for me to say it's a good podcast, talking about our podcast. Um, it's well, fun to make, I'll say that. 
I don't well, think, I think it's great. I think it's we fine. think it's good, yeah, but sure. not on some like yeah. objective level. Yeah, yeah, no. Like we're not. There some, are better like, podcasts. I'm not saying we're, we're not best. like Seth Rogen. Uh, no, I mean Seth, Joe Rogan. Mark Maron? No, Joe. Joe Rogan. Ro- yeah. Joe Rogan. Christ. That guy has a fucking thousand episodes of that shit. Dude. I, what the I don't fuck? Get it. I don't get it. <laughs> that that's another episode, yeah. man. We gotta save that one. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, yeah, guys. But thank you so much for listening so mm. far. It's gonna be a really fun season. We're gonna talk about uh, some great movies that a lot of people have seen that I'm sure you guys have seen probably most mm. of, if not all of. Um, it's gonna be really fun. Uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram. Follow us, yeah, follow us on those places because you get cat photos. Oh, boy, yeah, man, we're going to get cat photos. photos. Uh, hey, p- post a picture of her with Director Showdown, hashtag Director Showdown. Oh. You can look at his new little Katie. She's cute. Yeah, she's cute. Um, and, I mean, yeah, listen to the, and uh, all the other Sticker Fridge podcast, mm-hmm. Delphin Pod casts, um, and... They yeah, have guys. the um, they have the new Avengers um, Endgame podcast. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They're kicking that off. Hell yeah! Okay, mm. so uh, yeah, uh, I heard Avengers. a little about it. I heard a little bit about it. Okay, and it's gonna be kind of cool. They're doing like character studies, so mm. it's like a, an episode would be dedicated to like Captain America's arc and stuff. And Whoa! Okay, I like, like that. Okay, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. cool. To, that's pretty neat. And um, Iron Man would be the best one because he's literally the character arc of like the entire Marvel series. Yeah, I stuff. guess so. His arc is really good. It's Iron Man one. You know who all the bit way of a tangent. Fucking, bit of a tangent. Yeah. I actually think the best arc of the entire MCU is actually uh, Jarvis slash Vision. I think like the growth and change that happens to Jarvis into Vision becoming like a self aware entity. Uh, I actually think that's like pretty incredible. I think that's better than like you think that's better than Tony Stark and his whole like. Well, art? it's 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 better Tony in Stark a different is, like, way. Yeah. yeah, his is more nuanced. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the Jarvis growth is insane from mm-hmm. the beginning. I mean, um, yeah, unlike he's a, a robot purely... arm in the first one, yeah, and then he's Vision, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's insane. Um, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> so yeah, listen to the listen to Countdown to Infinity in Avengers yeah. podcast, um, and. Yeah, always check on the Sticker Fridge site for new things popping Mm up. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Yeah, thanks again. And remember to tune in next week where we are doing Memento. Memento. With with Chris Nolan. Hell yeah. We're going to chop that episode up. Whole thing's gonna we're gonna be do it. Yeah, yeah we're gonna do it. it in reverse. Yeah, dude, if we could somehow pull that, <laughs> oh, that shit would be off. a mess for the audio medium. I'm telling you. Yeah, Uh, that would be a disaster. But it would be. It would be, is it Great. worth trying? Maybe. We'll see. And you still have hell to look forward to. <laughs> Later, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye.